pagans, witches, and magical friends, welcome to the Solitary Pagan Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, here to talk all things magical and enchanting. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about crystal healing. When I first started getting into paganism and learning more about it, Crystals were one of the first things I got into, primarily because an amethyst crystal was one of the first witchy items that I had around, and I'm not even sure why I had it exactly. I probably got it from a gift shop by the beach or something along those lines, and so it became one of the first tools that I really started using as I was exploring paganism. And initially, when I was using my amethyst crystal, I would use it for different things. I would use it to meditate. I would keep it near my pillow at night to promote having a restful night and having peaceful dreams and sort of having that be my intention as I was falling asleep. I would carry it in my pocket if I was going to a crowded space or going to a public place that might trigger anxiety, I would keep it in my pocket. For example, there was one time a few years ago where I went to a really big event in Brooklyn and I had my amethyst crystal with me. And when I started feeling more anxious, being around a lot of people all day, I sort of just held it in my hand and it's a tumbled stone so it's very smooth and round and sort of just sort of easy to hold I guess because it's just a really smooth and nice texture and because it's something that I'm able to touch or see and kind of it's something that it's also just an object that I'm familiar with it's more personal since it's something I've I've had for a long time so and because I would use it to meditate holding it in my hand would sort of automatically put me in that mindset of thinking okay I'm I'm getting into a space of being calm and focusing on my breathing so it's something that if I'm carrying it around it would help to sort of promote mindfulness and focusing on the present moment and sort of being having a sense of awareness. I would say that having crystals is only somewhat helpful for me with social anxiety or anxiety in public spaces, but it is something that I like to carry around on occasion if I'm going to be in a public space, which is not happening as much in the current times, but it's definitely something that I've at least tried to use. So let's see, I've used it for meditation, I've used it for sleeping, I've used it for anxiety in public spaces. I've used crystals if I had water or tea or coffee if I wanted to, if I had the intention of infusing it with positive energy so that I, by drinking it, I'm sort of having the intention of having positive moments throughout the day or having... Uh, sort of just positive interactions coming to me that I'm trying to attract, I would use a crystal to sort of focus that intention for the day. 
So there's a variety of different ways that I would use crystals when I was initially learning about paganism. And as I went on, I remember because I really only had one crystal, I remember feeling like maybe I didn't have enough sort of pagan or witchy tools or supplies because you kind of see people on the internet who have just a like really there's people who have an altar you know that's an altar set up that's really full but you also have people who just have a complete house full of crystals and plants and candles and they just have things everywhere and but I remember reading a post by someone who said that you don't have to worry about buying a bunch of or collecting or finding a bunch of sort of witchy supplies in the very beginning because if it's something that you're really into then over time you're just going to naturally collect more stuff anyway so that kind of made me feel better about where I was at and obviously being a pagan being a witch whichever one it's definitely something where a you don't need to have expensive tools you don't really need to have tools to begin with but there's also a lot of really inexpensive if not free ways to get things if you're just using things you find in nature or growing yourself or whatever it is so I think it's definitely always helpful to dispel this idea that you as a pagan or as a witch or as a Wiccan need to have all these fancy things everywhere because the internet can make it look like people just have these you know house houses full of um, really cool and awesome looking supplies so it's definitely not something where you have to have a whole bunch of tools to feel connected. You can have really simple things or how I, in my case, I started out having literally one crystal. And now I'm at a point where I have, I have a fair number of crystals. I'm not sure exactly how many, maybe somewhere around close to 20, if even that many. And, uh, when I talk about if I collect anything, I'll usually say that I collect crystals, but I'm kind of at a point for myself where I don't really buy them anymore. I don't really, I think the last crystal I bought was a few months ago, but for me, it kind of became a thing where once I kind of had one in every color or once I had one that, where I felt like I kind of had all of my different meanings or associations met, then I'm kind of at a point where I don't feel like I need to keep adding more. I feel like I have as many as I need at this point. And I'm also just, I try to be sort of a minimalist and not purchase things that I don't feel I'm actually going to use. So I definitely don't want to have more crystals than I'm actually going to use in in a more or less day-to-day basis. But I definitely did see it happen for me over time that I was sort of gradually adding things to my witchy toolbox, so to speak. So I got crystals, I have all different kinds of card decks and wands and just different things that I might use for my practice. And it definitely was something that I, where I was sort of collecting different things over the course of years so it's not something where I was 
buying a bunch of supplies or finding a bunch of things and sort of building this collection overnight. I kind of have things that I've accumulated literally over years and everything that I have pretty much fits on top of my dresser so I I probably don't even have as many things as a lot of other people do. I just want to have as much as I feel I need. So that is where I stand with that. I do have a few crystals in front of me. One crystal that I have is a moonstone and this is a tumbled stone so it's it's really smooth and polished and it's sort of a grayish silvery color and it kind of really does make you think of the moon when you look at it. Moonstones are generally associated with intuition and dreams and so it's a crystal that I might keep near my pillow. I do sometimes want to get out of the habit of having crystals near my pillows. Not Actually, I do kind of like doing it, but at the same time, sometimes I'll, I'll misplace one like under my blanket or something and I'll have to just tell myself, well, it'll turn up eventually because I don't always feel like looking for a stone in my bed. Um, but that's a thing. So I, I like moonstones because, well, I only have one, but I like this one because it really is pretty calming to look at. And so it's one that I'll, that I definitely like to use for meditation and things like that. I have another crystal, which is citrine. This crystal is more of a pointed pointed one so it is it kind of has jagged edges and it's really pretty because of that it's just it kind of glistens when you turn it in the sunlight and stuff and on the top sort of two-thirds of the crystal it's a really dark yellow color it actually almost looks like amber and towards the bottom it's more pointy and it's more white kind of it almost looks more like a like a regular quartz and citrine is generally associated with energy and abundance and manifesting your intentions or the things that you want to attract in your life. It's a really joyful color and it kind of just gives that vibe of wanting to be optimistic and wanting to believe that you can attract things into your life. So I would say that it's the associations with it are are pretty accurate and um, instinctive. And citrine is one of the first crystals that I learned about because I remember seeing other people posting about it or talking about it. And it seems to be a fairly popular one. I think that people tend to like the sort of joyful energy, especially because of the color. And... So it's one that I'll use if I'm meditating or, or focusing on an intent of what I'm wanting to attract into my life. Another crystal I have here is a rose quartz. This is also a tumbled stone, so it's very smooth and it's very small. I remember when I bought this one and it is a very light pink color. Rose quartz is generally associated with love the heart chakra, 
attracting love into your life and also promoting self-love and self-esteem and things along those lines so i think it's especially for self-love it's a good crystal to have and of course i have my amethyst so i still have the amethyst that i mentioned that i had that was basically my first crystal and i still use it for all the same purposes it's generally associated with intuition and dreams and so i'll usually this is one that i really like to keep near my pillow for when i'm sleeping and it's still one that i like to carry around on occasion because it is it is a i do have a lot of tumbled stones but because of the size of this one it's just like a really nice one to hold so i'm still pretty fond of it and those are just a few of the crystals that i have Generally speaking, there's each crystal has its own sort of uses or associations or meaning. And when I was first sort of getting more crystals, I always wanted to know what they were called and what they were associated with and how they can be used. And now I'm kind of at a point where I just sort of base their meanings off of the color and what I interpret the meanings to be. And that is kind of what works for me. <laughs> at this point and of course it's one of those things where crystal healing is of course a pseudoscience you have people who will sort of debunk them entirely or you know say that they don't have any use or purpose and for me it's kind of it they have whatever meaning you kind of ascribe to them I know for myself, even though uh, crystals are obviously a pseudoscience, it's something that has genuinely helped me with meditation and promoting mindfulness, and it's something that has really helped me, especially with overwhelming emotions, because for a while I didn't really have a really effective coping skill for when I was experiencing really overwhelming emotions and crystals turned out to be the thing that helped me the most with that. Mostly because I would it would just be something nearby that I could hold and again it, it helps to promote mindfulness and also because because it, it is a a crystal, it's a it's an earth item, I mean object or whatever you want to call it. And so there's just something about holding something that's really um, sturdy, I guess. I don't really know how I'm trying to explain this exactly, but holding something that's really, um, one, a very familiar object because I am working with them with meditation and stuff, and two, just because it's, it's very solid, it's, it kind of would just provide me with this sense of feeling like I'm holding on to something, um, stable when I'm feeling more unstable if that makes sense. So that's kind of how crystals have been helpful for me. And it, it for people who do like crystals, I think that one of the superficial reasons that people like them, and definitely one of the reasons that I like them is just because they are pretty <laughs> for a very simple reason. I mean, they are aesthetically pleasing. And so using them even as just a way to sort of create 
a calming environment visually that can be very appealing there's a lot of different ways that people use crystals um people who are pagan and people who are witches but also people who are who are not pagan or wiccan or anything like that crystals are kind of one of those things that have become somewhat mainstream a lot of people know about them or are interested in them and find sort of their own uses for them there's people who might use crystals to create a more calming environment when they're practicing yoga for example or there's people who might use them for certain therapeutic purposes like i've heard of people who have used them as a way to sort of take an internal emotion such as grief and to kind of uh channel that like sort of place that meaning with a crystal or a stone and sort of use that as a way to to like sort of remove themselves from what they're experiencing and to have a different perspective of it and also to possibly do something symbolic like if there's an emotion like heartbreak just to make up an example then they might say okay I'm going to take this and I'm going to bury it in a pot of dirt or something like that where people might do something symbolic to process their emotions there's people who use certain crystals and place them near their plants to promote growth or or near their pets food to promote good health for their pets or something like that obviously that gets into the more spiritual side of an energy working side of working with crystals and crystal healing ultimately it's something that i would say has made a positive impact on my life and it's one of my coping skills as far as mental health goes and so i'm definitely a big fan of crystal healing so let's see what else there's also right going along with the ways that people use crystals there as far as the more witchy things go there's people who use crystals for casting spells and for spell work and for me that will usually mean cleansing my crystal with water or sound or something along those lines and letting it sit in the moon the moonlight or the sunlight for a bit and then holding it while I focus on my intention that's kind of my very simple non-complex way of doing spell work with a crystal there's definitely people who do more complicated spells or rituals using crystals some crystals can be cleansed with water others cannot so it's something that you want to research if you are getting into crystals and want to cleanse them some can't be cleansed with water because they will uh they can basically fall apart or or disintegrate essentially a rule of thumb is usually that crystals that end with um like selenite or pyrite like any crystal that ends with 
with the ITE ending, those, those crystals usually cannot be put in water because they will not last for very long if they are just submerged in water. So that's usually a good tip. My go-to is often to cleanse crystals with sound, whether that is playing a calming song or using my Tibetan singing bowl. Those are usually, uh, that's usually a good go-to method because uh, nothing, no crystal is going to be damaged by sound. And crystals can often also be cleansed by other crystals, usually ones that are transparent or clear, such as clear quartz or selenite. And crystals can also be cleansed with visualization or energy, so there's lots of different ways to cleanse crystals. And for charging, people will very often use either sunlight or moonlight to charge crystals. Some crystals should not be left in the sunlight because it can cause them to become cloudy, so that's another thing to be mindful of and to do research about whatever crystals you're working with. And that probably just about sums up most of the points that I wanted to make. And yeah, I I really like like working with crystals. I like that it's something that is relatively accessible. I can't say that I found what I would consider to be a crystal in nature on my own. I'm sure that it is possible to find your own. It's also possible to simply replicate the same sort of experience with other types of stones or seashells or any other, you know, sea glass or any nature-based thing that you could possibly find. Uh, the, but the other point to make about crystals is that uh, when when purchasing them, some shops will say that their crystals are ethically sourced, and I'll admit that I'm I'm still not terribly informed about how to truly know if a crystal is ethically sourced or not, if it's been obtained in a way that is damaging to the environment versus not. There's definitely some research to do relating to that as well, and so. Um, especially as a pagan, but I think for any spiritual practice, obviously you want to be as mindful as possible about impact on things like the environment, but especially for pagans and witches because our spirituality is based entirely on nature pretty much. So obviously we want to be doing what we can to help and not harm the environment. So I know that's something that a lot of people like to be mindful of as well and that's probably most of what I have um I also really like crystals because I'm not terribly big on candles I like candles in theory but I've never really felt drawn to having my own around and so crystals for me can sometimes be a good replacement for for elements like fire that I might not have with me at my altar. 
and I just really enjoy having crystals around and using them and meditating more when I have them nearby and obviously I appreciate the way that I have been able to use them as a coping skill for managing my emotions and I feel like I've been attempting to end this episode for like five minutes probably so yeah that is what I have for today thank you so much for tuning in thank you for listening and I hope that you have a magical and restful day and a good positive rest of your week I will talk to you talk to you later bye